your shelf for mine Talking sophisticated topics all the time Your shelf for mine Kick back, relax, crack a book on wine at your shelf Hello. Hello. And welcome to your shelf or mine. I'm Becky Standall, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Public Library. I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. And we're back to kind of a regularly scheduled program a little bit today. Yeah, only two more for this year. O-M-G. You said it. So we're here at the beginning of December. Yeah. And we're looking out for 2020. Holy crud. Holy crud. So that we only have amazing. a few things um, coming up for the end of this year. Um, the main thing at the library is on Tuesday, December 31st, 1130 to 1230, we're having our second annual Happy New Year party, mm-hmm. which is for kids ages six and younger with their parents, uh, other grown-ups, siblings, to celebrate a countdown to noon. And it's super cute and fun. It is. And then I guess we've got some closures and stuff. Yeah, we'll actually close early on the 24th. We'll be closing at 5 p.m. for Christmas Eve. And then we'll be closed Christmas Day, the 25th. But we open again bright and early on Mm -hmm. the 26th. And then we're closed at uh, 5 p.m. on December 31st. And we'll be closed January 1st for the whole day. Open up again on the 2nd. Of January. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to plan. I started this tradition of doing like a, um, a dog day on the first. Mm-hmm. Part of it is because New Year's Eve is so terrible for my dogs. Mm. Oh, right. Because there's the fireworks, fireworks and they like mm-hmm. hate it. So we do like a fun day so they can forget and decompress. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't decided what we're going to do. Huh. Also, Saturday, December 21st mm-hmm. is the solstice walk. Ooh. Write that on your calendar. I'm working that day. Well, it doesn't start until like 7. I wonder if the kids want to do it too because they did it with us last year. Mm -hmm. Page and Booker want to. I'll let Axel know. He'll be very happy about that. Yeah. I think, well, we were, it was lucky last year because the weather was so nice. Right. And I don't know what it's going to be like this year because I'm not, I don't have that kind of clairvoyance. I wish you did. Me too. You know how much I hate snow. (sighs) Give me a heads up here. <laughs> I went, my family went up to get our Christmas trees. I, I saw the picture. And, and it was snowing. I saw was that. Beautiful. I was so offended. I was like, why would you put that on the public? Oh, it was lovely. <laughs> Anyways, the Solstice Walk is the Friends of Galileo's because it'll be their second annual. Yeah. And around Lake Sacagawea. Yes. Just so you know where we're going. So it starts, I believe, at seven. I think it's at seven Mars. to nine. No, it starts at the sun. Oh, it starts at the sun. Clear down. Why would you start at Mars? I thought that one was Mars down there at the bottom. No, that's the sun. That's the sun. Never mind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it starts at the sun. I'm trying to dig a drink. <laughs> spit it all over the You pool. walk to Pluto. Yes, and then you walk back. Or you can take a shuttle if you're tired or um, I guess if you're wet. I don't know what the weather's going to be like, like I said. Yeah, if the Pokemon aren't out. Yeah. But I got, like, some lights and stuff to wear for the parade. Oh, okay. I'm going to reuse those what for the solstice use. walk. 
Yeah, I was telling you that I have that one Christmas sweater that has Santa Claus with the lights all around uh-huh. it. So that's what I'm going to wear for the parade. I suppose I could wear it again. Yeah, I just got like battery string lights that I'm going to like drape over myself. Very fun. Anyway, Solstice Walk. Solstice Walk will be fun. Is there anything else community-wide going on that we know about? Not, well... Uh, the parade is early, right. so that'll be done by It'll the time be done. you hear this. I think the breakfast at San- with Santa it's... is on the 14th. It is. So. Yeah, you could do breakfast with Santa. And I think that's at the Monticello. Is that correct? I think it's at the Monticello Hotel this year. Cool. Yeah. But double check that. Just in case. <laughs> you could call the library. We'll know by then. Well, let's look it up. Yeah. My sister's birthday is the 8th. Oh, they're doing um, so a, is her son. a story time with Goddess. Where? At Storybook Delights. At the candy store. Yeah. Nice. At the, on the 15th. Oh, okay. I think that's quite a bit going on. Yeah. So let's talk about 2020. Let's do that. So, so we have big plans for 2020. Yes, we do. Um, what are your big plans? I'm getting my hair cut. Fantastic! <laughs> That's amazing. So we here's big library, like big picture library stuff. We're gonna be celebrating the 2020 centennial. Correct. And what is that? It is the 19th Amendment. That yeah. one hundredth yeah. anniversary of the 19th Amendment, women's solstice. Solstice. <laughs> suffrage geez um women's suffrage maybe that works as a metaphor it does i think it does um and then the seed library will be opening mm-hmm. that is in march of 2020 and and we're also hosting our first humanities washington presentation in march so that's gonna be awesome we have so many things planned for the 100th anniversary mm-hmm. so it it starts in January, and we're going to do a different celebration every month uh, with specific attention to voting and voting rights and women's rights and women voting. And, and like pioneering women. Pioneering women, women firsts. Um, we're going to celebrate women artists, women musicians, women authors. There's going to be a lot of displays throughout the library celebrating history and books and all kinds of stuff yeah and then interesting too in the city of longview the city council in 2020 will be the first in longview's history to have an all women majority correct i mean it's not all women but the majority but it's and that's the first time that's ever happened yeah which is interesting it's like uh supposed to happen for a hundredth anniversary (laughs) of women's voting rights that seems appropriate yeah. And we'll have some special guests on the podcast and some guest co-hosts because Elizabeth's going on some cool vacations. I'm leaving the country <laughs> again. And again. And again. And I hope to do it at least two other times. So who knows? Um, Long Con is coming back February 2020. So you guys have so much to look forward to. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a pretty uh, involved year. There's a lot of changes happening at the library itself that we'll mm-hmm. talk about at the turn of the year. At the turn of the decade, you guys. Whoa. Pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's all, like, mm-hmm. the news. That's, like, most of the news. Man, it was a busy November. Holy crud. November. You know, there have been so many 
uh, events that they're going to be popping up on KLTV and eventually our own YouTube page. Yeah, Daniel said that that's pretty much almost ready to go. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? Do you, I, I agree. Do you I concur? concur? Indeed. I, I just saw um, a note on here to go see Michael and Kalama, which reminds me that our Fire It Up shirts yeah. are here and they they're are awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah, and so if you, um, we're actually going to put them up for sale this year through his Etsy link. And so when I have that information about prices and sizes and ordering, I will put it all over the place so that you can order shirts yeah. from there. And when I say they're cool, they've got not Zilla uh -huh, and fire mm -hmm. and glow in the dark. Mm -hmm. And it's like a long sleeve t-shirt. Yes. But I think we're going to make it so you can get long oh, or short. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess Cause he hasn't made them yet. So. So you'll cool. be ordering them. Yeah. But I don't know any of the specifics yet, but it is going to be available for purchase. And um, I already know my nephews want one and my kids want one. So, yeah, like a lot of the stuff we've been doing has been podcast stuff. So you guys already know about it. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. And, and the library programming, um, we've been getting it into gear not just the big special things, but just the regular stuff too. But we're in a bit of a flux right now, mm -hmm. staff-wise. So we're, we're trying to get those things sorted out so that we can have just a little bit more, I guess, stability to know yeah. who, who works where. <laughs> Who's doing what. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, I did book our performers oh, for the picnic. Fantastic. 2020's summer reading picnic. July. And, yeah, that's July 28th. And we're oh. going to have Micah and me come back. They did oh, it the year, like not this last one, but the mm -hmm. year before. Because it was the alphabeticians this yeah, last year. Yeah, that guy was, was fun. But the alphabetician. Right, his uh, his buddies got sick, yeah. so he had to come by himself. But it was still really fun. Yeah. Mike and me comes with um, a bubble it. machine. Uh -huh. The bubble machine really makes the concert. <laughs> yeah, you, you could say that about life in general. <laughs> the bubble machine just makes life mm -hmm. better. It does. <laughs> now I want bubbles. You should get a bubble machine. I want them in here right now. Oh, I don't know what this is. Not spit bubbles. Okay, let's talk about books. Let's do it. So let's talk about what we have left to review for this challenge. And then let's talk a little bit about what we have coming up. Okay. Okay. Today we're going to be talking about a book recommended by a kid. Correct. And the next time we're going to be doing a cool wrap up where we talk about things that we've kind of talked about, but not had like a dedicated episode to and there either because several. like only Elizabeth has read it or only I've read it, but we'll be all ready next time to wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. And that includes an African based fantasy or science fiction novel. Correct. A book by a journalist or about journalism. Correct. The neurodiverse. A, yeah. A book by or about someone who identifies as neurodiverse. Mm -hmm. And that is all. And that is all. So just those three. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Oh, and did you see that the new, the second one for Children of Blood and Bone came out? Yeah. Yeah. I actually ordered that collection, so. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That is my area oh, wait, of expertise. That's, that's your job. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. So, and I didn't go pick this one up. We could talk about that, too. Yeah. next year. Yeah, that's next year. We're... Probably going to be having a local author on in 2020. How cool is that? Hopefully we Maybe get more like than one. February because you're going to be gone. Correct. Um, my great graphic novels 
reading committee is pretty much I'm pretty much done. Oh wow. I have two books I've half read I need to finish. Nice. One is boring. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. Um and yeah. So that's wrapping up. I'm not going to be on the committee next year. I wasn't picked. Right. And I was pretty I, bummed about I, it. I heard that. I was super bummed. Yeah. But then I got over it. And now you're okay with that. Well, and now I'm kind of like really looking forward to other people, other books. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I started like, you know, my reading planning, uh -huh. what I'm going to be doing, what books I want to read, books uh -huh. I wanted to read this year and I didn't have time for because I was doing other reading. Other reading. reading. Uh -huh. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. I um, was trying to look through your, your new list of books. Um, yeah. And I just stopped, though, because I figured I've got time. Oh. Oh, you were looking yeah. for things to choose? Mm hmm Yeah. So this list looks good to you? You mm -hmm. weren't like... Yeah, it looks fine. ...wanting to make any changes? No, I think it's fine. The color I picked was yellow, and I picked up because it's a suffrage color. Oh, there you go. And we've already used purple before. We have. So you want me to read this list? Sure. All right, everybody. This is what the reading challenge is going to be for 2020. A 2019 Goodreads Choice Award winner in any category. Those awards voting for the finals ended. Yeah, it was just last month. Those were semifinals for last month. The final round of voting ended like a couple days ago. Last week, maybe. Yeah, but it would have been November. You're right. That was last month. <laughs> yes, 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 it was. No, no, it was just like three days ago. <laughs> yeah, which was last month. All right. <laughs> um, okay, a 2019 Goodreads Choice Award winner in any category. Mm -hmm. A hard sci-fi novel. And by hard, you're not talking hardback. So a hard sci-fi is like specific kind of science fiction where it's like really science-based. Mm. I'm going to be posting when I make the beanstalk kind of a link to like beginning hard science fiction books so think more like star trek and less like star wars there you go so there's no magic wow my heart sank just a little bit <laughs> but maybe something like dune dune is hard sci-fi i think yeah 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 there's a lot of but there's magic in dune want to know a secret dune is, yeah i don't think i'm ever gonna read that it's okay you can watch the movie <laughs> i don't think i'll ever do that <laughs> I, I they're have making it. a new one Another new one? Oh, did they just make a new one? Uh, they had a new one. Oh. I'll watch it. <laughs> Fear is the mind. I care about doing zero percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a book with a horse on the cover. A book based on a true story. A book set at sea. Mm -hmm. A book about retirement. That's for me. <laughs> a book about technology written in the last two years. A book titled Blank's Wife. Or perhaps The Blink's Wife. Yeah, and that's from our conversation about mm -hmm. the time traveler's wife or yeah. the lusty sultan's... <laughs> the preacher's wife. <laughs> the lusty sultan's pregnant wife. Um, a cookbook. One of the books I'm reading right now is called Let's Make Ramen, and it's a graphic novel cookbook. Mm -hmm. You might like that. That sounds fun. A book about incarceration. Not um, figurative. Literal. Literal, mm-hmm. A book with garden in the title. Hmm. I picked that to go with our seed library. Nice. Also, I have a, a book with garden in the title that I've been meaning to read for several years. <laughs> um, <laughs> a Rita Award winner Which in is? any category. The Rita is the romance. I mean, I don't know what Rita stands for. It's a romance. It's a romance award. 
let's see. Romance Writers of America has the Rita Award. Um, maybe it doesn't stand for something. They capitalize it like it does. It just talks about Rita, but it doesn't tell me what Rita. It's the highest award of distinction in romance fiction awarded Ooh. by the Romance Writers of America organization. What do you think? What do you think it would stand for? Mm. It didn't say in Wikipedia. Uh-uh. Oh, it was uh, named after Rita Clay Estrada, the first president of the RWA. Oh. So it's named after a woman named Rita. Oh, okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for that. You are welcome. My pleasure. Next. Next. Is a book about books, libraries, or bookstores. Oh, can I back up just a minute? Yeah. Is that all right? So there's a cookbook on here. Yeah. And one of the ideas for something we're going to look into for next year was having a cookbook book club. Mm -hmm. And so if any of you are out there interested in a cookbook book club, do you have to say like that? I have to, yeah, you say do, like you a gotta, chicken. You got to call bark, me. You got to call me 360-442-5321 and you say I want to be in the book club. In the cookbook book club. <clears throat> Let me know. A book about a family secret. Oh, not your own. It could be. You got to write the book first. Mm. Maybe you already have. Ooh. But actually, this is That's books you haven't secret? read before. So, I don't know. About a book about that. a pioneering woman. And that can be in anything. It doesn't have to be a woman who is a pioneer. Right. Not about, I mean, I guess she could also be a pioneer. Correct. But, but it, yeah. It could be about, like. The first woman to blah, blah. Yeah, Sally Ride. Or... Do you just want to sing right now? Because I do. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> it's too late. Can you sing that song? I was, but not anymore. Got it down so fast. Okay. A book with a number in the title? Could even be a Roman numeral. Oh, you didn't run pa that by me <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah, well. I'll allow it. Deal with it. <laughs> a self-help book. Nice. A coming-of-age story. A book you judge by the cover. A YA nonfiction book. The last book in a series. Ugh. <laughs> and that is the one I took from Book Riot this year. The last book in a series. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's excellent. I was thinking I might do it for this Ranger's Apprentice, which is what I'm going to do. <laughs> but if there are so many. There's like 14. Exactly. So, An Edgar Award winner. And Edgar Awards are what? Mysteries. They're mysteries. <laughs> a book about voting. That's, that's right up my alley. Just yep. come talk to me. A book with a one-word title. Like Dune. Or? <laughs> um, <laughs> a book recommended by a favorite author, actor, or musician. What would make this really easy is doing like a Reese Witherspoon book club book. Yeah, or Oprah. Yeah. They even have stickers on them nowadays. Yeah, you can just walk through Target and pick the ones with the <laughs> stickers on it. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what? Hey, that just made me think of something. While I was listening to the um, Flea book, Has mm -hmm. It for the Children, he actually talked about how much he and his sister were in love with this particular book from their childhood. And that would be a recommendation made mm -hmm. by a musician who is I've famous. I've read several books or on favorite. um Recommended by Maggie Steve Otter. Mm -hmm. There's a reason I read less. Which is also one word. Mm-hmm. That's a good book. Um, and then a couple of Diana Wynne Jones books that she specifically recommended. Those titles I cannot remember. They need to be one word titles. 
No, they don't. It was a joke. Oh my god. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole list. Now, um, when 2020 rolls around, Becky will have these up on the Beanstack for you to enter the challenge. Longviewlibrary.beanstack.org. And I think we should probably have a PDF version of this on the webpage so that people can print it off. Oh, yeah. Because We're I have so much PDFs on the webpage. Oh, I just got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> that made me breathe in a little deeper. That's great. Yeah. Did you watch that? Probably not. You know I don't watch TV. Well, you but you've been I've been binging, binging Disney, Disney Plus. movies. Mm-hmm. The new Disney Plus Christmas movie. No, with Anna Kendrick in it. No, where she plays Santa's daughter. Oh, I saw a trailer for it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, I saw another. Was it uh, Chenoweth? What's her first name? Kristen. Kirsten. Yeah, something Kristen? like that. She's in a new Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. With She's okay. Scott Bagula. Not Bagula. <laughs> the guy from um Bayo. No, no, those are too old. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the third famous Scott I know. <laughs> Bagula. <laughs> you just did like quantum leap right there. <laughs> Scott awesome. Wolf from Party of Five. Yes, and I was keeping thinking Five at the Table, something because they were always sitting. There's at the a table. new show coming out, and I saw a trailer for it, and I was like, "This looks like Party of Five. Oh. And then it was like from the creator of Party of Five. Oh, hilarious! <laughs> you know, it's like Group of Six. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! So one time, here's a fun fact. <laughs> One time when I was in middle school, I was watching Party of Five, and Nev Campbell was wearing a shirt, and I was like, I have that same shirt. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. Oh, my gosh. You guys are like twins. Yeah. Connected at the soul. It really, I felt really validated. Well, wow. In my fashion choices <laughs> as like a 12-year-old girl. Nice. You know, you need that. And a that Gemini. Age. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so you were double. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right what have you been watching on disney plus well okay so everybody knows that my shoulder hurts and my arm is just weird i can't even use the dumb things so i didn't go to work like a, your muscles are all tight my so it's pinched up your all, nerve right and, and that's it, messing with your arm yeah and it's like weird electrical shocks going down my hand and then making my hand numb which is weird yeah it makes it hard to do stuff so i've been doing nothing yesterday i did Absolutely nothing. Rest is a super important part of recovery. Yeah, I didn't realize. Well, probably the most important. <laughs> and I don't rest a whole lot, no. so it's probably a good thing. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yesterday I stayed in my bed all day because when I s- got up, my arm hurt more. So if I just laid down, no gravity, nothing pulling, it didn't hurt. So I just stayed there all day. I didn't get, get up to eat. I didn't do anything. I just laid in my bed. Yeah, but Did you get really better. hungry? No. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so I watched, what did I start with? I don't even remember. But I've been watching, um, I decided to only watch the Disney shows. And I started with Avengers Infinity War. And that took a long time. That mm-hmm. was a very long one. And then I went to Inside Out. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Cars. Oh, okay. And then I watched Moana. 
This is real comfort food. It really is, yes. And then I was thinking, I need to watch Hercules next, but I didn't get to oh. it. So. And you started Monsters, Inc.? I started. So this morning, I actually had to go to work for a little while. Um, <laughs> and then you had to come back and then do this. Exactly. So I went home for like a, a two-hour break. And during that time, I put on Monsters, Inc., but it was the very end. So I'm going to go home after this. And get back in bed sure. and watch the last 10 minutes. Guess what I've been watching. What have you been watching? I've been watching Lifetime Christmas movies. Oh, there's a big surprise. Um, there's a bunch on Hulu. Oh. Um, so I watched Christmas 9 to 5. Right. It was pretty okay. I found the romance super unbelievable. You found that romance super unbelievable. Yeah. Then it's got to be crappy. But it was still like a cute movie. It was like, she's like, it. the description said that she was like a hard-hitting crime reporter, but she's like the softest. I, I cannot believe you just said those words together. <laughs> okay. Hard she's hitting. a hard-hitting crime reporter. That's literally what it said in the description of the movie. I'm not describing it this way. She's like a soft marshmallow who was not hard-hitting about anything. Oh, my God. So there was a bit of a, like... False advertising there. Yeah. Um, but it, it's Taya Sirkar, and she's, I like her. She's a f- nice actress. She's been on a few episodes of The Good Place. I still haven't watched it. Whatever. I told you I'm not watching television. Unless it's, <sighs> right now, unless you're on Disney, you can forget it. Wow. You've really drank the Kool-Aid. I haven't had any Kool-Aid. <laughs> Kool-Aid sounds really good right now. <laughs> Anyways. So she goes undercover, like I'm doing all these air quotes, <laughs> at this like failing department store to like learn about the spirit so she's of Christmas. Undercover boss, kind of, and then she writes these like articles about how like sweet the department store is, right? And then it's like, oh, she's so hard it's having to be sold to developers, ah. but it means so much to Christmas in Chicago, you know, of course. So she called Oprah. No. Okay. It turns out that the. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see how this ends. The man who is the elevator operator. Actually owns it. Has been the elevator operator there. It's like, what year does this take place? And how it is very like that. Um, But he's like been doing this for longer than he's been alive. What? Because he must be mad. He's like, I've just been saving stock and, you know, this little company called Apple. And I'm like, you aren't. Like, That's like the stories where they talk about, I just bought some stock in Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah. Psh, now it's Apple. But some of the companies he names, I'm like, when did you buy that stock? When you were like eight years old? Because that wasn't possible. Yeah. Whatever. How old are you? Should have bought Coca-Cola. When is this taking place? Because could have. <laughs> anyway, so, so anyway, you didn't able, believe it. He's able mm-hmm. to buy the Christmas store and save the day. Oh, that's nice. It's not a Christmas does store. He, it's a department store. Does he keep his job as the elevator operator of course he does Aww, he's so sweet yeah and he's like and we'll never get an automatic elevator hey, i don't <laughs> want to watch that at all <laughs> it was fine the other one i liked i watched before hold on let me look at what it's called i texted my mom my reviews so she would know which ones to watch <laughs> <laughs> i liked this one better but it was worse if that makes sense it was called no time like christmas oh my and it was starring well so Another thing to know about Lifetime is they have like six actors that they use for all their Christmas movies. And so they just kind of like mix them up every year. So like the guy who's the love interest from this movie last year is love interest from the girl who's in this other movie that last year. Anyways, 
No Time Like Christmas starred two actors I've seen in Christmas movies before. Oh, wow. Um, but this movie was better than the ones that they'd done last year. Okay. But it was just like like every silly trope that you could think of, they put in this movie like on purpose. Oh. I don't know if it was on purpose. Mm. It wasn't like winking at you. It no. was just like, whoa. <laughs> Anyways, so she is obviously like a workaholic. She Uh works in advertising, as most of them do. Of course they do. She lives in L.A. Yes. She's going back to Vermont. Oh. Which they refer to as though it were a single town. Right. (laughs) Where she grew up and where her sister lives. Uh Of course, there's always like a sister. Always. And she has this big job that she's been offered last minute for some new holiday watch that for some reason they want the ad to come out on Christmas Eve, which also never happens, which is in like three weeks. Oh, no. So she's like, I will work on this way. I'm in Vermont. She goes to Vermont. She's going to stay with her sister. Oh, wait, no. But before she leaves, she's in an antique store and Jim O'Hare is there from Parks and Recreation, Jerry. Okay. And he plays a Santa type of figure. Um, And she's like, this is the watch I gave the love of my life on Christmas like oh, no. 15 years ago. Uh-huh. And he's like, you can just have it. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Anyways, she back to Vermont. And when she gets there, her sister's like, I have a surprise for you. I booked you to stay at this local bed and breakfast instead of at my house. Mm. And she's like, what, do you want want me here? And she's like, no, I just thought it would be nice for you. Hmm. And then she goes there. And of course, the long lost love, Uh-oh. he is staying there. And he's now like a widower. He has a daughter who's like 10. 10. Oh, guess it. Yeah. <laughs> And she's super cute, and of course, the daughter and the, she get along. they like hit it off right away. Of course. Anyway, he had, he's like a playwright, and he had moved to London, and he was like kind of a big deal, but for some reason is back in Vermont for Christmas to write some play that he hasn't even started writing yet to, that will be showing on Christmas Eve. Everything is very last minute. Okay. So that they can all fit together. Of course. And he's like, remember when you wrote the music to my last Christmas play in Vermont? And she's like, yes. So he convinces her to do it again. Okay. They go to the old theater. Jim mm-hmm. O'Hare is there as well. But How did for he some do reason, that? she doesn't recognize him at all. What? He says that he's the owner of the theater. He's a liar. And that the city is going to tear it. It's like a beautiful, like, does he have stock? Well, that he can spend. <laughs> well maintained theater that's just going to be torn down. What? If they don't get the money or whatever. And and why, why does my head hurt? <laughs> she, she's like, but it means so much to the community of Vermont. Oh, because the whole state is that <laughs> it's just this town. One town. So they're like, we have to do this one last Vermont Christmas festival celebration, the best Christmas show of all time. And it's like a play. But when it con- finally comes to a point where they're performing it, it's not a play. Right. It's just like her singing a Christmas song. Oh, my God. Anyway. And then, so then they kind of at the end of and... the movie. No. So she accidentally, she meant to send like a, uh, like, I don't know, idea stuff to her client with the watches. Right. Oh, the client is also a watch guy. Okay. And then the male love interest is like, the, mo- the play I'm going to write is going to be about a watch. Oh, no. So she accidentally emails him the wrong thing. She emails oh, him the no. like screenplay, and he's like, I love it. This is going to be great to promote my watch. Oh, I'll come no. and watch the play. But then 
Um, there's some miscommunication. He thinks that she's only using the play to like sell out. Oh no. It's so dumb. Anyways, <laughs> that's the dumbest part. There's a storm. Oh, and the storm is like, it's called winter storm Mary or some name. And it's the same winter storm that was in the other Christmas movie I watched, the other Lifetime Christmas movie. So all the 2019 Lifetime Christmas movies have the same storm in it. Oh, my God. Pretty good. Anyways, and so, like, the actors can't do it. So, of course, they end up having to act in it. And But the watch guy, he could come. How weird. He loves the play. No, he's from New York. Okay. And then he's like, I'm going to finance this theater. What? And she's like, you'll have to buy it from old guy. And he's like... There is no old The guy. city owns this theater. <gasps> and Jim O'Hare is like in the balcony, like smiling and nodding. Oh, no. And they're like, what? Who's that guy? And then there's like, that looks like the guy from the antique store. I'm like, duh, lady. <laughs> the end. Oh, my God. Anyways, that one was pretty fun. So so the whole resolution was that the theater was purchased? And they got back together. Oh, okay. Oh, no. So she was offered a full-time job for the watch guy doing all his media. Okay. In New York. And because you the, can count on her to not make mistakes. And because the <laughs> play, the Christmas play they wrote was so successful, uh-huh. the male love interest was offered a full time to, 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 to do a regular show of it on Broadway. OK, so oh, they're going to move to New York. Wow. wow. And live happily ever after. That's amazing. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. Lifetime's got this wrapped up. Um, no, that's a different one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it was pretty silly. That is amazing. Well, I'm glad you have access to them because we were concerned that you well, wouldn't be able to Hallmark see any of them. Well, it's the Hallmark ones I don't have access to. What was it? We were Matilda and I were actually. And I really wanted to watch that. Sense and Sensibility and Snowmen. So we haven't seen that trailer at all. So <laughs> or a commercial, but we did see something. Oh, maybe it was with Angela, where you could. Win a contest to watch all of the Hallmark movies and win a thousand dollars or something. So you watch them all and you win a thousand dollars. Yeah, you well, you, you get chosen to watch them all, like the up and coming ones or something like that. You'll have to ask Angela about it. I was like, oh my gosh, I bet Becky's already signed I up for that. I would sign up for that. <laughs> I know she did. I know Angela signed up. For hmm. it, so you can ask I'll her. Look into that. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. That sounds pretty busy. I'm. Yeah. Uh, and all the Lifetime movies are exactly one hour and 27 minutes long. Wow, that's because I had to fit commercials in. So. <laughs> it's very long. <laughs> <clears throat> my, ha- my movies have no commercials. And they're like four hours long? Two at least, minimum. And you're going to watch Endgame? I, no, I watched Endgame the other day. Maybe I will watch Endgame because I did watch Infinity War. You watched you know, them out of what, order. I, well, you know, I did liked... you see the trailer for the new Black Widow? No, I didn't. I heard about it though, but I didn't see it. Yeah, I'm moving my arm around because it's all wonky. Yeah, numb. Whatever. Poor arm. I'm using I'm using my Ranger's Apprentice as my. Want to talk about that book? Yeah, let's talk about these books. So, who recommended that book to you? Axel actually recommended this book to me, and he actually recommended the whole series. So I told him I would start with number one. It's always a good place to start in any book series. Yeah, I found that that's true most times. Especially when number two is horrible. And then you don't go back to number one. Is the second Ranger's Apprentice horrible? No, I don't know. I haven't read it. Oh, okay. So anyway, he has 10 of them. Mm. 10 of the 14 that are in this series. That was his birthday present from his sister. She got a huge deal from 
Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. And so she ordered 10 of them um, and they're hardback. But I think I know why they were on sale. There's um, a flaw. Well, because the first pages are like falling out. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know if they're just cheaply made or what. But um, or just poorly bound it set was where they're like, poorly bound. we need to mark this down. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I read The Adventure Begins, Ranger's Apprentice, book one, The Ruins of Gorlin by John Flanagan. And John Flanagan is Australian. Did you know? I did not know, but that's nice. He has written a whole bunch of books. Yes, there's that one. And then there's like the Brotherhood Mm -hmm. series. There's there is another series so there's the Rangers Apprentice series and I, and I think there is the um it's got to do with Gorlin in the series title that's about I think the Rangers Apprentice when he's no longer an apprentice that he needs his own but I don't know what the actual series is called isn't that the brother one? it could be I don't know but I thought it had Gorlin in it anyway let me talk about this book because it was actually pretty good um this is about this kid who is uh, born an orphan and he is put into a ward of a baron's castle and so the the baron's castle actually raises him with a bunch of other kids and it takes place in so a castle setting with knights and barons and kings and all these but in in a you know a land other than ours it's fantasy mm-hmm. and the kid's name is Will and he is a short little scrawny kid who's really good at sneaking around um, and not being seen by people. And he's being raised with um, girls and then some boys that have different skills. And so each one of these kids is picked to join a guild. So you become an apprentice in one of these guilds. And you go, th- uh, the day of, of choosing comes and Will, who really wants to be a knight... I'm showing Becky where my pages are coming out of my book. He really wants to be a knight, but he's small and uh, tiny, and so he's not really knight material. Um, The five of them go, and there's two girls and three boys. And um, one of the girls wants to be a cook, and she knows how to cook, and she loves food, and so she's picked. She's qualified. And then one of the girls has already been chosen, and it's just a matter of making it public to be a diplomat. And then one boy who is very large and burly wants to be a knight and he has natural sword abilities and so they take him with no problem. And then the other kid is a um, scribe. He is naturally gifted in writing and, and copying things and so he's picked right away. And then there's Will and there's no more guilds that he knows of and so they're like, well, what do you want to be? And he's like, I want to be a knight. And the knight guy was like, well, you're too little. You can't do this. We, you wouldn't be able to you know, do the things that all the rest of them can do, and our horses, you couldn't even ride them. And so then he was like, well, then maybe I could be a scribe? I don't know. He he chose, He wants to choose another one. He just does not want to be without. And so it turns out that there's one more guild that he didn't know about, and that was the rangers. And so the ranger uh, guy decides, or he sends a note over to the baron and says, you know, he wants him. And so after a bunch of shenanigans, he ends up being the ranger's apprentice that's why it's called Mm -hmm. the ranger's apprentice so anyway he starts learning all the skills of being a ranger which includes um swords and arrows and riding horses for long distance what do rangers do rangers are the peacekeepers of the um, kingdom and each there are 50 um, fiefs and so in each fife there's one ranger and he keeps the law for the whole area so if there's something going on 
he's the first one to go check it out and he's very sneaky and he can hide and nobody sees him coming he's like a ninja mm. but in a fife yeah yeah like a medieval ninja right a medieval ninja um the other series is called royal ranger ah okay and then the other series i was talking about but i guess is not the ranger one is called the brother band brother Monocle. brand okay so anyway his his um master is named halt and um halt is one of the most famous rangers ever because he did some pretty big stuff against morgarath who was a very bad guy and the story is very so i liked the story the story is great um in terms of getting the book started but definitely it didn't have a lot of action or movement until the end and it took you know it's a it's it's written for kids, so there aren't a whole lot of big words being used, um, and there's not a whole lot of, there's a lot of white space, mm-hmm. and so it's fast to read. It's not, I mean, I started it and finished it before I even knew it, <laughs> but um, I would be interested in reading the second one just to see where it goes, because you're left on a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. essentially. And this is very, like, a. I read this, like, a long time ago, mm-hmm. um, and I've read this with a kids book club before, too. And oh, you did. They really liked it, mm-hmm. but it is very much like a series starter. It is, yeah, yeah. You like, don't get, get to know this world exactly. a little bit. And this kid, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about Will. I mean, the whole—I mean, obviously, it's the Ranger's Apprentice, so it's all about Will. But um, they spend a long time talking about who Will is and what his character is, and so you ha- you walk away knowing his personality and his beliefs and and what he finds important and what he does doesn't find important. And Halt, his master. Um, you understand that he is trying to teach him a lot of skills in a short amount of time. And so you you leave the book understanding that there's more coming and it's going to be fast. So And it's like a mystery at the end? Yeah, it's kind of like a mystery at the end. And it's you know that there's going to be a war. Mm. You're left, I mean, they're gearing up for war period. So you know that the next book is going to have a lot of fighting in it. But this one doesn't. I mean, you, you end up... There's a lot of um, learning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And it was very interesting, too, because Will doesn't know where he comes from. And then all of a sudden, um, Halt has been part of his destiny forever. Whoa. Yeah. I was like, interesting. But it seemed like that was going to happen. So... Some sort of chosen one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because Halt was in a battle, and Will's dad, Daniel... Imagine that was killed saving Halt mm. while Will's mom had not yet given birth. And then when she gave birth to Will, she died. And Halt came and took Will and took him to the Baron and had him raised in the castle, knowing full well that if he was qualified physically and mentally, he'd want to train him. He'd want to train him. Yeah, but his first task was making sure he was safe for the rest of his mm-hmm. life so he had him raised by the castle so so debt paid i guess hmm. and so now he's finally revealed that to will so will who has been living as an orphan with no idea of where he comes from now knows the actual story and what his connection is to them so book number one done you did it. Yay. Maybe next year you can read the last book in that series. Well, that's what I was just talking about. Like one of them. We'll maybe read the whole thing. Uh, well, he has ten of them, so we just have to score the last four. We have them at the library. Wow. Imagine that. Checking them out <laughs> from the Longview Public Library. From the Longview Library. The book I read is Diary of a Wimpy Kid, recommended to me by dozens of kids everywhere. <laughs> 
every uh, day. Every day. <laughs> All the time. Um, and I, oh man, I still got like 30 pages left. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I have a pretty good idea. <laughs> um, so you've read what did this Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Yes, ma'am. There's like a bunch now and one just came out yep. recently. Um, and like how I would describe it is pretty much what you would expect. Yeah. Um, it was hard for me to read those. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's also like, you know, short. It is very short and lots of pictures, but, um, and I mean, the, the way that it is written is it's supposed to look like somebody's diary. Yeah. So, so you probably have heard of Diary of a Wimpy Kid because, um, kids love it. They've made a few movies. It's everywhere. Literally. Literally everywhere. So um, this book is about Greg Hefley, mm -hmm. who's in middle school. Right. Which I thought was interesting. He's in the, the, I would say the strongest readership for this book is like a fourth grade. Mm -hmm. And Greg acts like a fourth grader, but he is in like middle school. Middle school. That's not fourth grade. No. So it's definitely fourth grade yeah. boy stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's his diary. There's like, you know, cartoons um, that are pretty simple. And then the font is like a handwriting style font, I think. So Diary of a Wimpy Kid is really good for like kids who uh, think they don't like reading. Right. Um, and I think that the font might be a part of that. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't actually look like a book book. Right. There is like you like a lot of white space. I know that this kind of a font is easier for mm -hmm. like kids with yeah, it's like non, dyslexia it's and Sanskrit. So you don't have all those loopies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. easier on your eyes to read. Mm -hmm. And it's um pretty quick. He just does a bunch of stuff. <laughs> so Greg is kind of like a little turd. Yeah. He's like he's not very nice. Yeah. And he's always like trying to cheat I at stuff. That. And the humor is very, like, you know, 10-year-old humor. Yeah. And just, like, stuff happens. So he's, like, in middle school. He gets grounded from video games. He tries to make a haunted house. He tries to build a big snowman. He tries out for the school play because his mom makes him. Right. He runs for, uh, for student body treasurer. But, like, here's an example of uh, Greg being mean. So for his <laughs> campaign posters for running for student body treasurer, instead of saying, like, vote for me, they're all, like, negative ads. Um, like, this one says, remember in second grade how Marty Porter had had lice? Do you really mm. want him touching your money? Yeah. And then that's, like, funny, I guess. And then he oh, gets in dude. trouble for being a jerk. And they take his posters down. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know why they did that. He's also pretty clueless. Like, he does mean things or cheating things and then, like, doesn't understand why he gets in trouble for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's kind of, like, the, the gag of the book over and over again. So I wouldn't say I liked these, this book. Mm -hmm. It didn't make me laugh. But I could see how, you know, 10-year-olds would think some of the stuff is funny. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's fine. Really, these books are great because kids like them and it gets them reading. But, um, you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just reading one of these Goodreads um, reviews by a mom of children that <laughs> age. And she said she would not ever encourage her children to be like that kid. No. So, you know, it's, it's I mean, that's a telling 
tale right there. It's like, I wouldn't want my, if my kid acted like that or I knew he was doing that stuff, yeah. he and I would be having chit chats that involved, you know, alone time in his room for a very long time. You can't talk to people anymore. Apparently you don't understand how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I you know, and I, I know it's supposed to be funny in that middle schooly kind of way, but it's also one of those strange things where middle school is where kids feel the worst about themselves ever. And so here we are encouraging them to well, say bad Well, like, I don't things. think the audience for this is middle school. Like, Well, just... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know that Axel is not in middle school and he's already read it. So, right. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like the audience is more like fourth grade, even then, fifth grade maybe. Yeah. Um, and they're probably still like middle schoolers who continue the series because they've liked them. Right. Well, it's also one of those series that is encouraged for middle schoolers who don't like to read. And so that might be the audience that Mm -hmm. gets that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like him. No. And I wouldn't watch the movies because why on earth would I want to watch some punk little kid being a jerk? I wonder if he's not as much of a jerk in the movie. I don't know. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Well, Alicia Silverstone's on the movies. She has been in what? Two movies? I'm kidding. That was a joke. Sorry, Alicia Silverstone. Um, She's in one of the best movies of all time. Right. I know. Clueless. Yeah. But um, yeah, I haven't seen any of the movies. Yeah. I think that I think I have one of the movies on voodoo but i don't think i've ever watched did axel watch it what did he he did watch it he i mean he liked it i don't know it's you know how some movies they're the they're supposed to be pranky Uh it's kind of got that feeling where it's supposed to be pranky but when you think about it on a deeper level it's not pranky it's mean yeah yeah and that's what i don't like Mm -hmm. so it is mean Mm -hmm. and like the things that he thinks are funny are really like mean-spirited things yeah they're not like clever. No, they're, they're just mean. like mean. Yeah, like oh, I played a trick on you and yeah. you got hurt. <laughs> ha ha ha. Or you know, so like the the joke of the cheese, right? For example, is like the previous year, there was a slice of cheese left on the basketball court. Forever. For some reason, Forever. no bird came and ate it, which is outside basketball court. Yeah, which is what would happen in real life. Right. No birds, no bugs, nothing. Yeah. Um, they just sat there year. forever, and then they're like, "Oh, the cheese! It's gross!" Mm-hmm. And then one of the nerdy kids touched the cheese, mm-hmm. and then they started this thing where if like he touched you, then you had the cheese touch, <laughs> which is you know a thing like you know a little kids would do, right? Oh, um, I think kids of many ages do that. Um, and it was like, ew, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just is like that's the kind of humor yeah you can look forward to yeah. in this. have there, fun with that there are other kids books with similar stylings that i like better um mac barnett and jory john who are two of my favorite picture book authors mm-hmm. have um chapter book series called the terrible two uh-huh and those are about kids who play pranks uh-huh. and, and and they're not just like tripping you and you fall down and that's funny uh-huh. um <laughs> <laughs> i'm not those those books are funny, and I would recommend those more. And they have illustrations as well. And they're good-hearted. Yeah, and, yeah. like, kind of the villain, the person they're paying the pranks on is, like, the mean principal, not, like, some dweeby kid that everybody picks on, yeah. which is, like, what's happening in this movie yeah. kid series. Is like... Don't pick on the dude. Yeah, kid. it's, like, punching down. It's a lot of punching down. Yeah. Which, you know, 
that book was written what 2007 seven okay so i mean had had the anti-bullying brigade begun its work yet and in 2007 i don't know i'll have to think about that because well i mean like when i was in school there was like anti-bullying stuff. not the way it is now sure. not the um, way it is now i wonder if the maybe i'll read the last one in this there's not last one most recent mm. And see if it's changed at all. Yeah, to see if the language or the attitude has changed. And I don't I'd know if maybe curious. they've grown up. That would make sense too. Because this hope. seems to take over like a year. To do a day and a half. And this. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, now the wrestling time is over in gym. We're mm-hmm. on to this next unit. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, and it's because it's like Halloween and then it's Christmas. Oh. So like time, time is, is passing. passing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just stay young. Could so that be they, my science fiction? How no. <laughs> the kids stay young. Um. Yeah, so I don't really know. Any yeah, and I, you know, like I said, I read that first one a long time ago and then never cared to read another one. And and it's it's kind of hard for me because when kids, when parents say, your kid's about the same age as mine, what, what would you recommend? And they bring that up and you're like, well, yeah. do I recommend it personally? There's definitely like, you know, books that are just appealing to kids only. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like the difference between... You know, like Monsters, Inc., where you can watch it and there's jokes for adults. adults and yeah. you're like, this is so great or and funny. Especially Shrek. And it's like layered. Yeah. and Yeah. Um, kids like it because there's goofy stuff. Right. But like there's a lot to like for all different things. Right. And then there are movies that are just only for kids. And right. if you should watch that one more time, you're like, <laughs> eyes are going to start bleeding. <laughs> there's books like that, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so one of the things I do when I do talk to parents and they say my kid wants to read this is this you know a book that's appropriate for them and i always say you know lots of kids that age read super it super popular so they it, like it yeah i, I, I don't get ever them into reading i don't ever say i think it's a piece but yes because it's not my my place yeah. to judge a kid's decision to read it so yeah and i don't think i mean i don't think greg is supposed to be like a role model for kids. No, you know, and I like, think I think too that he is kind of a slice of life. You know, yeah. Where you know that kid. Yeah, you know that kid. He's like a, he's a butthead. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> thanks for the recommendation, kids. Yeah, you know, and and I would say too for anybody out there who who has people that age, you know, don't discourage them from reading it just oh, because we sure. said it was a piece because. <laughs> Because lots of kids really like it, and I think we missed the boat. Yeah, maybe but, if I'd read this when I was in the fourth grade. Yeah. But, you know, so Axel know, read that one, and he read a couple grade? of the other ones, too. I would say from third, second, third, fourth grade. Uh-huh. And it's just not, I think it resonates with some kids, but it doesn't resonate with all kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first one was funny, haha, I'll watch the movie. But then after that, they didn't appeal anymore, so... I think it's just a maturity level that's yeah. attracted to them. So I'm way too old. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a book I'm like, oh, I'm too old for this. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, wimpy kid. And his parents are kind of like jerks too. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the, you know those people. Oh, yeah. You all, you know all of those people. So it's not like it's actual fiction. <laughs> that's somebody's life right there. Yeah. But I think too that that Kenny needs to be acknowledged for taking that that uh, format so to its he, height. Here's I'm pretty sure I've heard though 
about this book that he didn't mean when he started drawing these little pictures of Greg mm-hmm. for it to be a kid's book. It wouldn't surprise me because some of the things that are topic-wise are, you know, that would make sense. Yeah, I don't think he, he didn't originally write it as a kid's book. Yeah, but... And then some publisher was like, this book is for children. Right, well, <laughs> or, or somebody who thinks like a child, <laughs> maybe. <sighs> but I think... Um, just having that published and then all of the different books that have, have jumped off of that. Even that one you recommended to me mm-hmm. is kind of from that idea of the Illuminae where it has extra textual things mm-hmm. where it's not written like a traditional book because this is supposed to represent a diary where things are just cobbled together. Right. And but uh, this is also like not the first book that's no, 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 but I like this. Like there was definitely books when I was a kid that were like in this kind of a style or format, but this is yeah, the one that's gotten that got really, really press. popular. Exactly. Um and was able to continue on and on and on and on and on and on. It's been twelve years. Yeah. In twelve years. <laughs> so the Amelia Notebook series started in nineteen ninety five mm-hmm. and they are essentially the same idea. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny, though, that it, they just weren't in the right time? Well, these were pretty popular. They're not, mm. like, this popular, Mm-mm. but, you know. Yeah, that was 10 years too late for me for that kind of format. Amelia's notebook was, like, I already had been moving on to teen books and yeah. horror books for adults. And yeah, I was busy reading Christopher Pike and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> By 1995. <laughs> When I was. And that's you read Christopher Pike, right? Yeah, of course. No. He was Never. writing teen horror when you were a teen. Yeah, he was. 1995. 1995, I don't even remember that year. I do. I, I was in fifth grade. I remember that year. I started school in 1990, so everything was really easy for me to remember when I was in school. That's nice. It's convenient. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when I started school. Do you remember? Oh. Do you know what I told the children yesterday? The 21st. That's not what I told the children. Day of September. Do you know what I told the children? That's Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. Yesterday. You have no idea. I don't know what you told your children yesterday. So I told them every time I call them, Mm -hmm. like from anywhere in the house, Mm -hmm. from now on, I want them to answer with, I'm coming, Mom. Okay. And they agreed that they'll do that from now on. That's great. I'm so, so happy for you. <laughs> so when I call them, I expect to hear, I'm coming, Mom. <laughs> what if they want to say, like, just a minute? Or No, 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 no. That's not I'm in the, the bathroom. Deal. That's not the... That's I'm not... in the bathroom. Mm-mm. Don't want the world to know <laughs> that I got to go. <laughs> Perfect. They can do that. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> As long as they got Diana Ross going through them, I don't care. <laughs> oh, man. Ugh, my whole body is hurting right now, and I don't like it. One I'm bit. so sorry. It's okay. Hopefully, uh, that sure next time we're here, you'll feel great. I should feel great because Santa will have come, and I will have forgotten all of my problems. That's not true. I'm lying. <laughs> Oh, by the time it's published, Santa will have come. Santa is not going to come in the next two weeks. I really want Santa to come. Unless you go have breakfast with him. Anyways, 
So look forward to our 2019 reading wrap up. Yes. So we'll be covering six different books that day. Because I have three and you have three. That would be six. (laughs) Okay, cool. All right. Excellent. Well, have a good two weeks. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) You said we're not having Christmas yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, come to Happy New Year. Make arrangements Mm -hmm. for that. Is there an age limit you want on that? Because it's for little guys. It's for little guys. Yes. I say six years old and a little younger. Okay. But if you're coming with a six-year-old, that's okay. There at least has to be one of those. At least one of those in your party. In your party. Okay. Of five. Table for seven. (laughs) That's our new show. Table for seven. And it's like only takes place like it. I'm... We should workshop this a little bit. I think it would be really good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Table for seven. Maybe table for seven is like an interview show where it's like you have different people come on your show. Maybe we should brainstorm this off air. Maybe table for seven is like... (laughs) Anyways, I got to go. Okay. Thanks for Um, spending time with Yeah, thanks for spending your time with us. Um this has been your shelf or mine. I'm Becky. I'm Elizabeth. Bye-bye. Bye. Studio time for your shelf or mine is donated by KLOG Cooking Country and 1015 The Wave. We at the Longview Public Library thank our local stations for their ongoing support. Your shelf or mine jingle is written and performed by Megan McKeldry from A Song for You. Find Megan on Facebook or Twitter at Meg McKeldry or online at ReverbNation.com slash Megan McKeldry. That's M-E-A-G-H-A-N-M-C-E-L-D-E-R-R-Y. ReverbNation.com slash Megan McKeldry. Santa... So Santa told me that they ordered.